Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is our 2019 season preview for the Port Adelaide... M- power. Power. <laughs> uh, all right, what we'll do is we'll go through what happened in 2018 first, and then we'll look forward to uh, what's going to happen this year, seeing as the season's only a couple of weeks away now. Um, but 2018, Port Adelaide finished 10th with 12 wins. You have to say that's unders for what they were hoping for. Well, for what I was hoping for, um, <laughs> I had them as minor premiers. Did have them as minor um, premiers. And we will get to it much later on, but not as generous this year in your predictions. But anyway, keep going. Well, the, the thing was, their their list I thought was ecstatic. Um, any team would love to have Ollie Wines, either of the Greys. Uh, Wingard obviously was loved by other teams, so they took him. Uh, Paddy Ryder, brilliant player when he's on. Uh, and if you're, a, if you're a captain of a club, yep. and yep. you hear that Jack Watts is coming... Um, <laughs> You're fucking stoked because who doesn't like big tits and swimming? Well, you'd say that, that it's almost um, unfortunate that that broke at the end of the season rather than mid season because it might yeah. have given them a G up or something. But uh, yeah, that's just something else they're going to deal with now. I think it's a very good move by Jack Watts, to be honest, because obviously when you're at Melbourne, the only way to get in good graces is to be from a private school and be connected in, in you know the upper echelons of society. Whereas uh, Port Adelaide, it's all about biker gangs. So I think he's really gone on that path and <laughs> well, getting good graces with them. Well, I think he, he isn't really on brand though yet, is he? I mean, with Coke, that's that's well, not, yeah, yeah, true. Know, he's got to work on that, but you know, it's a start. But at least he's got an edge, he's, I guess. He's some cats too. I wouldn't try to see him come out with well, a few of those. The thing is, too, I think it's a bit hypocritical for them to have a crack at him about liking big tits and swimming. Like, you go through AFL House, I mean, shit, most of the <laughs> AFLW is on that band, bandwagon. Um, I am pretty sure that the, like I said, it happened after the end of the season, but I think that the rank and file of the Potterlade fans now like him just a little bit more than they did beforehand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's, it's one way to get yourself out of that vacant whipping boy position that yeah. Port Adelaide has at the moment. Huge hole that's going yeah. to be filled by someone. Be the shady mascot. Yeah. He's almost a country footballer now. It, it feels like that's a good segue into that, our first segment we always do, which is the highs of the year. Oh, the highs, <laughs> but what were the highs for Port Adelaide uh, on field? Well, I was surprised that they actually had a decent run of games from, uh, what was it, round 12 to round 16. So it's about four in a row, something like yeah. that. Um, they start off by knocking off the Tigers at Adelaide Oval uh, by, you know, Two goals around them. Yeah, yeah but still, you, you beat the probably first or second on the ladder at that stage. Exactly, and reigning, reigning premiers at the time. Um, Bulldogs, uh, they pumped Bulldogs. Uh, yeah. A lot of them were Adelaide Oval, pumped them by heaps. Then they knocked off Melbourne at Adelaide Oval. So that's two big names at yeah. Adelaide Oval. Knocked off Carlton MCG. Obviously, it's Carlton, but is that the Whatever. MCG? Yeah, it's a you win for the MCG. The Doesn't happen every day for them. And they came back and beat St Kilda at Adelaide Oval. So obviously, there are some factors there that, you know, it was Adelaide Oval, a uh, couple of big teams there. But shit, we can't be all negative on Port. We've got yeah. to put in something. Otherwise, no one's listening to the episode. No, 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 they had some positives throughout the year. I mean, um, they beat Sydney and Sydney in round two, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was a fantastic game too. That, that was the best I've seen Port Adelaide play for a long time. Yeah, and it was all down to the second half, really. That's where they yep. really um, made the most of it. And Grinded obviously, it. for the first half, you look at it and you think it's going to be, you know how this game's going to go. Um, but they kicked four goals five to ten goals six in that last half, which is yep. a big effort against Sydney, who are generally one of the better, more well-renowned defensive teams that are it's, in, Especially in the at the SCG. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was feeling pretty cocky around then about my prediction of their minor <laughs> premiers, because um, they go free off their fucking hiding in round one. Yeah. As uh, expected. Well, Yeah. Uh, and then Sydney at home, you know, they gave them a, a fair dicking, and I'm like, feeling pretty good. And then they gave Brisbane a, a, a small touch-up, but Brisbane were honestly in that game right up until the, the final side yeah. kind of thing. And then the wheels kind of fell off a bit, but uh, I was feeling pretty good. Um, there are the highlights I had was the showdowns, both of them, even the one they lost. Um, yeah. 
because they were absolutely cracking games. Uh, Adelaide were coming off a grand final berth, um, obviously a more fancy team. Uh, but they were just cracking games from start to finish. And even the one they lost, you know, like um, Jerker Jenkins said, it hit the post. They should have won that one. But, mm. you know, that's the rub of the green. That's, that's what happens. But um, it's what it does change is this year, I think the uh, showdowns are getting a more um, priority spot. Um, yeah. in prime time and uh, a national audience. Sunday games. They should be Saturday night games, really. Because yeah. exactly. I want to watch them as well. They're always good games. They're good games, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Put good footy on the TV. And I know Channel 7's obviously had a big uh, play in that. They said, you know, there's been some shithouse games. Carlton, we've, we've seen enough. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you play good footy, it gets on good time slots. And that's basic. If you're, uh, yeah. if you're scheduling, you've got to be looking at, uh, you know, the, the showdowns and thinking... All right, will they watch this in Victoria? Fuck yes, they will. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. They watch any good sport. If it's good sport, they'll watch it. Um, so and yeah, plus I, a South Australian team loses. So they're <laughs> <happy>. <laughs> um, they're lows. Then where are the lows? Well, basically having to be associated with Kane Corns is my low for Port Adelaide. <laughs> Anyone who has to be like shit, he's one of us. Hey, every, I feel sorry for you. Every club's got their dickhead uh, yeah. former players. I mean, I'm a Hawthorne supporter, and we're dealing with Brian Lake at the well, minute. You've got yeah. former presidents too, who's now current president. Yeah, we call them current presidents, but that, that's fine. But uh, they've, they've got Koshy, so they've they've measured up in that state. Yeah, no, well. that's actually fair. But what a year of dickheadism they've both put in. It's, uh, it's a solid season from both of those. In fact, they should have their own podcast where we rate their season. Koshy and Corns? Yeah. I would I would not listen to that. No. 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 <laughs> Corns would. Um, well, he does like getting stuck into it with the general public as well. So. He does. Fucking he's, he's opals. Um I've got a, a harsh low is losing to West Coast after the siren again. Yeah. Yep. Now, that is harsh because they, they they should have won that game and, you know, it's it's pretty unlucky to lose to a kick after the siren. However, mm. when it's happened before, yep. you know, all right, guys, let's work out something. Let, yeah. Let's have a system so we don't let their only marking forward yep. <laughs> a free run at the ball. Well, you would think that would be, you know, the first half an hour of the next training session, and then that, that's sorted out. You know what I mean? But to happen again at yep. the same oval in about 10 metres away from where it happened last year, oh, that hurts. That really maybe hurts. They, maybe their plan was, well, they're not going to do it twice. So <laughs> exactly. let's, let's go with the contingency plan, and yeah. there you go. It couldn't possibly happen, could it? No. Um, also, uh, the other low is just really how they finished off their season because um, they were 11 and 4 at yep. one stage and finished up 12 and 10. So that tells you they went one win from their last seven games. Yeah. That's a pretty big dive. It is. And I mean, I couldn't say I was unexpected. I was more surprised that they went that well at all. Went 11 and 4. Yeah. yeah. And so. I feel like after the fact, obviously they've started on their well. You start believing that actually this is a legit team. They yeah. actually might do something uh, come September. So the downfall for me wasn't as surprising or you know like a, a out of the blue. I just was more surprised at how well they went for a little while during that season. So uh, when it all uh, rubbed out, uh, twelve ten is twelve wins, ten losses is about what you expected. Yeah, at but the start not, of the season. Yeah. yeah. But not from 11 and 4. No, no. And then you'd love to just be able to hear the behind the scenes story of what happened that season because, yeah. you know, they don't after have collective the season, minds. Well, they don't have much minds at all because yep. uh, the smart ones left. I think, and I do think they are running out of excuses now. Yeah. Um, yep. the, the, uh, you know, the, oh, he's competing and that kind of stuff, you know, when they talk about certain players. Yeah. Like, no, no, we need stars. That's That's exactly you, know, right. you need somebody to dominate. Well, um, 
you know, they're going to go into 2019 with fewer stars than they had in 2018. I think so, so too. We'll get yep. on to that in a bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, other uh, other lows, I would say, was. Like, did not perform. Yeah, but did he perform better or worse than you expected? I, well, no, hang on. No, there's two than, parts of that. Than I expected? Yeah, exactly. Or than Port expected? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, he, he did what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> he did not do what every Port fan expected. They wanted... And look, they got him for fuck all, so yeah. I, can, I can understand the optimism. But uh, he's worth fuck all. I, I would have loved to have been on the Melbourne side of the table during the negotiations or whatever. They're like, all right, we uh, we put this in for Jack Watts. And uh, Melbourne, what's your response? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure. Oh, we'll double it then. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking do what you want, mate. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get into their list changes. Uh, so they've got some outs. Um, we'll start with the North ones then. Uh, Jared Pollack and Jasper Pittard. So Pittard was a bit of the steak knives, but um, Jared Pollack, North, I don't know if leaked it or word got out early on that there were mm. big offers on the table for him, um, to the point that even Port Adelaide went, mate, you're a dickhead if you say no. Yeah, so, but it was the point, though, as Pittard said, is that he just wanted Port to come to the table. Like, Pollock, in, Pollock. Oh, Pollock, sorry. Yeah. But the thing was... Uh, Ollie Wines was being targeted because North yeah. apparently had a decent offer to Ollie Wines as well. I guarantee, yeah, if you got to go near a million a season, Ollie Wines, yeah. that's a good investment. Yeah, bloody oath. Uh, quality player. And player, I think at the time, they were circling Robbie Gray too. He wasn't out of contract yet, yeah. but they were, you know, starting to have discussions. So they needed to lock down those two. Both Victorian boys. Yeah. And they also thought, well, Pollock uh, left... Brisbane to come to us, he's probably not going to go. And then they saw the numbers and he's like, yeah, no, he probably is going to go. <laughs> Actually, I, I like Port Adelaide's response to it, to be honest, because they just looked at it and went, mate, no, we, we can't. We just cannot yeah. do that. Yeah, and- because if they did, you're right, they're going to lose an Ollie Wines or somebody of that ilk. The other thing is to what Pollock brings to Port Port already have a little bit of, yeah. whereas what Pollock brings to North, North have none of. Like, North had no outside run. Yep. So, yeah. to them, he uh, is worth hey, that amount. Hey, Billy Hartung. We'll, anyway. Yeah. Uh, outside. Don't worry about it. Yep. I mean, outside the Melbourne CBD is Billy Hartung's <laughs> zone. Um, and Jasper Pittard, I, I know he's a bit of a favourite at Port, but uh, God damn it, he'd be the whipping boy if he was at any other club. No, that's I thought too. I, Even though I was looking it up, and he's, his profile pic looks like a composite sketch of some shady person you'd find in Port Adelaide. Sketch is the right word. He looks sketchy. Yeah, yeah that's why he shaved all that shit off now. <laughs> yeah. I know they grew to love him, but I, I think that now that he's gone, they can admit, oh, okay, he wasn't that crazy. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, again, North didn't you know, pay the world for him. Well, I think he is beneficial in that Having him in the squad puts pressure on guys like uh, Wright, Atlee. But, you know, we're getting that in the North podcast, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but North wanted him. Uh, he, he wasn't forced on the kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And Port were happy to hand him off. Now, the other, obviously, the big out is Wingard. Um, but I've put him and Pollock together because you know that they finished fifth and sixth in their best and fairest this year. So they've lost right. two from their top six in their yep. best and fairest. Mm. That's not good. No. Less than optimal, you have to say. Well, especially, obviously, you have to you have to weigh that against who comes in, and it's even worse after that, I think. Yeah. You know, oh, their ins are interesting. I won't say they're bad, but they're interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, who but, won the best in Paris? Yeah, not Ben? Uh, oh, gee. Uh, yeah. Um, the fucking Pope? Grover. What's his name? Either. Westoff. 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 Yeah. Oh, course, yeah. Really? Grover. He looks like the bloody, you know, the, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, he looks like Shaggy Doo, Shaggy yeah. from Scooby-Doo at yeah. like, I don't know, 42. Yeah, Is Westoff had, had another good year. He's, I think he's 30, 31 now and uh, he sort of, he, he always yeah. floats forward, floats back, floats forward, floats yeah. back. So the funny part is whenever I watch Port Games, I go into it not rating Westoff and yeah, then I, see, I yeah. watch the game and I'm like, he did all right. 
And then all of a sudden they're talking about, oh, definitely three votes for that guy. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> like, he did well, don't get me wrong. I think but- he's one of those players where Port Adelaide rates him 10 out of 10, everyone else rates him 5 out of 10, and the truth is in the middle somewhere. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Five out of seven. <laughs> Perfect score. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, uh, but the thing with Wingard, like, obviously it was a big offer and there's a lot of talk that come out that his attitude was off. And he, It looked like it. He didn't look like, did not look like he was interested to play football at Port Adelaide. I can say, it's one of those ones where, where all the rumours, you know, they're only rumours, but you look at it and go, you know what, that, that lines well, up. Yeah. Some yep. blokes just aren't into wife sharing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. What's he got against tits and swimming? That's what I, I want to know. I've looked into it very, very, uh, you know, thoroughly. Tits are swimming. Tits are swimming. Yeah. Um, How much swimming look into? Well, you know, depends. That was the lesser lesser (laughs) part of that Quinella. But is was there a player that more embodied Port Adelaide? When you think of Port Adelaide, Wingard was one of the first players you thought of. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Him and Paddy Ryder. Paddy Ryder promised so much, delivered in moments, and then broke down. Injuries. Yeah. It's just amazing. I I couldn't believe it when the rumors started that you know he was on the table. But anyway, um, there are other outs. Uh, Lindsay Thomas, fair enough. Yep. And I've got to say, like, yeah, the uh, suspension he got for Scott Selwood, you know, and obviously the the knives came out for him. I watched it again. I reckon he's a little bit unlucky. He did get him in the head, but Scott Selwood's knees were on the ground when it happened. Yeah. Anyway, I think Lindsay Thomas, you know, fairly unfairly, but I would I would suggest unfairly got labelled that uh, somehow a ducker and also dirty. Yeah. So. Look, I, honestly, I think there's players that do it worse than him, but for whatever... Well, you can't choose your reputation. Yeah. You, you get it. You fuck one goat. Yeah. And once you've got that reputation, that's it. You and it's, it's sort of thing, too, where if you're a, a game-winning champion, that shit gets forgotten and forgiven. You can fuck as many goats as you want. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. You let uh, a goat fucker fuck as many goats as he wants if you're kicking 10 goals a game. Um, also, uh, they've delisted uh, Jimmy Tumpus, whatever. Yeah. Um, Jakey Need who I think was a little bit of a fan favourite. He's had some toe, but um, still looks like he'd be more at home in the Oz Kickers. Mm. And Hompsch, who's gone, I think he's gone to um, Gold Coast, I'm not sure. Right. Um, but, he's about 103 years old, though. Yeah, it's interesting, though. He was sort of a stalwart in their back line, so looks like they've just thought, you know, we've got some others coming through, I, I think, guess. I think that's funny how so many back lines at the moment, you've got that um, crotchety old man in the yeah. back line. They're just... The, the angry old man strength that you get. Nothing you wrong with that. You don't give a fuck. You're just like, look, mate, you'll get the mark on me. I'll just pouch the back of the head. I'll cop the 50. I don't give a shit. It plays I'm, the main careers big, out of that. I'm a big fan of that. Like That's country footy. <laughs> yeah, country, all right. Um, all right, so let's have a look at their ins. Uh, I'd say their biggest in is Scott Lysette. Yeah. So, yeah. so you get the reigning premiership ruckman, if you like, even though he wouldn't be number one ruckman at West Coast this year. Mm. Um, he was obviously out for a little bit more money, um, and Port desperately needed a second ruckman. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, frees, it frees them up to have a lot of different strategies with uh, pushing Ryder down the field as well, or even resting well, down there. Rest him in the medical room, more yeah, likely. Yeah. He was the best ruckman on the table too, I reckon. Uh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they got him. Because I think uh, Paddy Ryder it, had an injury in the JLT um, last weekend as well, so right. it's. I think you just got to accept it's that, valuable insurance. Yeah, Ryder's not going to play twenty two games. Yeah, yeah, he, it, he might actually change his role in that team as well as a way to manage his injury prone body. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, it might mean that when they both play, Ryder's you know sixty percent in the ruck. Yeah, because yeah. Lysette's not really he's not a ruck forward. Mm, you know no, where, where Paddy yeah. Ryder is. Yeah. Well, I think you'd have to instead of resting him forward, rest him on the bench a fair bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought Lysette wasn't. 
too like uh, dismal around the ground as well. I thought like playing across half back, uh, intercept marks and thirty meter kicks. He had a great final series without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. yeah. I remember hearing at the time when they chased like I said that Vardy was a potential too, and I'm like, geez, if you can get him, I yeah yeah. I, I, both of them had a great September, um, but yeah. if I had my choice between the two, I, I would take Lysette. I think he might yeah. be younger than Vardy too. Not sure, but uh, either way, they'd be pretty happy with that. But um, absolutely, I absolutely. Think, I think the new rules actually suit a fit riders game. They do, um, but they fit genuine ruckman. And mm. without Lysette, they'd be, you know, when Paddy Ryder's resting or injured, you know, they're running Westoff or Dixon or, you know... Um, yeah, Westoff's not a Ruckman's asshole. Exactly, yeah. Um, he's... And Dixon... Uh, no. No. I, I want Dixon to be good because I feel like he has 30 seconds every game where you're like, oh, shit, he's still playing. Yeah. Cool. Maybe he can do it. And then suddenly he just... He, he threatens a lot, but, you yeah. know, and... and I think he's one of the ones we're talking about, you know, some of their, their low points. And they go, oh, yeah, he's competing good. I'm like, no, no, no. He's a key forward. He shouldn't be competing good. He should yeah. be marking good. He should well, be goaling yeah, good. That's the thing. You see him occasionally bleed out like Tony Lockett and take yep. a strong mark. You're like, ah, oh, that's, that's what you want to see. Yeah, now exactly. he's going to turn it on. Big, angry lad. But, yeah. Mate, where's that aggression going? Yeah, it's going to be all day doing that. And then he kicks the ball and it's yeah. out on the full. And you're going to give away free kicks, and that's all right, because you've got to intimidate your, your opposition. You don't want them stepping in the holes that are your, your lanes for leading into. Yeah. I guess that's frustrating, too, because you do see people run into his lanes. Yeah. And uh, that's when the Tony Lockett needs to come out and just that's fucking exactly barrel right. them. Yep, yep. Team uh, or not. Sam Mays has come down from uh, GC. Uh, yeah. uh, GC or Brisbane? Oh, sorry, I've gone blank there. Um he, good young player, you yeah. know. He's right age bracket. That's fine. Uh, Ryan Burton, obviously, with the uh, wing guard trade, um, yep. can't speak highly enough of the lad. Yeah, it's probably a net positive for Port Adelaide based on how Wingard was actually playing for them and his enthusiasm. Could not see him picking it up this well, season. So he's still, if he's unenthusiastic and finishes sixth in the best and fairest, says a lot about how much talent he has or how much lack of talent Port has. I mean, a little bit of A, a little B. I think, I, think was, so. I think there was a lot of people that weren't that interested in playing footy with, for Port Adelaide I, by the looks of it. just didn't have the skill. Yeah. I mean, there's a stat that uh, players that are traded away from Hawthorne never play more than 12 games next season. I just made that stat up. No, you're going to say that's <laughs> clearly not true. But, um, but I'm reporting it as fact. I think even Hodgie beat that at Brisbane this year. <laughs> no, no, fact. No, I'm not not fake news, not accepting anything else. Uh, but anyway, I, I don't see um, I don't see how they would be happy with trading Burton for Wingard because um, Burton had such a, a future, and Wingard is at the end, end well, not the end end, but uh, the twenty four. Yeah, final <laughs> few years of his career once he plays Luke He's getting close to midlife crisis, is what he's saying. You know, then you start thinking, well, do I really want to make 500 grand a year playing footy? Or, you know, should I go, I'll give you a tip. I don't think it's 500 go, either. Go be an Hawthorne's plan has always been to get Luke Hodge back in the squad, back at the uh, coaching panel. So once that happens, Eventually, yeah. Wingard's fucking out. <laughs> Literally, he's gone. Um, I, I think Wingard might just turn into Sean, Sean Burgoyne Sean and Burgoyne. play another 20 years or something and just turn it on. Yeah, I'll take that. The um, wind. And uh, also, obviously, with that, uh, Burton and uh, Wingard was a bunch of picks and that kind of stuff. So they've yep. got a whole bunch yep. of rookies. Um, I'm not going to go through them all. No, cause... Cause they'll fuck up those picks anyway. So. <laughs> Didn't they uh, warn Gold Coast off picking SA players? <laughs> yeah. oh, you guys better not Co- pick SA yeah. players, I, motherfuckers. I think, everyone. I, I think that was Koshy. Let's just not warn everyone. About. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only audience Koshy reaches is Adelaide audience anyway. Yeah. So I'm sure I got him lots of uh, well, high and- fives and <clears throat> clicks and shit. I know the ratio is good on his Twitter profile. What the fuck they talk about these days? He's on Today or Sunrise. I have no fucking idea. Yeah, sunrise. I'm never up that early. Sunrise. Does do you know anyone that watches that? No. Like, no. Honestly, uh, uh, it's really just unemployed 
single mums. No. I remember I talked about that story on the gambling podcast. Where I was working in uh, Club 23 after the Logies. And I was dealing with roulette, and these two old couple who were playing roulette, they turn around, they're like, oh my God, it's her. And I'm like, who's that? And like, what? Don't you watch Sunrise? I'm like, lady, no. it's 2 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> and I'm sitting here at work. <laughs> Time to think I get up. She's like, oh, wow, no, you get up and watch it. She's lovely. I'm like, she's talking trash and selling you shit at 7 in the morning. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen the ratings for those shows. They, they aren't big. No. But, but apparently they're, you know, they fill columns in the papers and everything. So. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's advertising because I've seen yeah. a little bit of it when I stayed up late and watched it. No, they're fucking horrible. Yes. It's, it's, ab- just, it's advertising with ad breaks. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And poorly and, done. And then opinions, not news. It's yeah. like, so we've got this situation, this national emergency. So yeah. as a mother, here's what I think. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. fuck off. Let's, let's you know, ask someone who's from, um, <laughs> you know, it, My Kitchen Rules or some shit about this. Drifting massively now. Um, all right, so let's have a look at their... Uh, uh, their double-ups for next year. Um, Port Adelaide play twice. Richmond, North, Crows, Lions, and Frio. That's rough. It's tough. That is rough. It is tough. Um, who comes to the... Who comes to the little cameo there? Who comes to the, decide uh, the double-ups? Is it a committee or is it, there a formula? With no, there's not a formula. There, there's, like, so depending on which band you finish in, so yep. first six, second six, third six, so you play, you know, depending on how many double-ups you have in the other six. But right. yep. um, the ones that they've got, like Richmond, obviously are going to be up there with premiership favourites, and they've yeah. got stronger. North have taken you know a couple of good players out of port. Yep. Um, the Crows are always the Crows. The Lions have improved, and Frio have probably improved. Yeah. Um, so I reckon that's one of the unluckiest double-ups you could, See, you could get. I put them above Frio. Every other team, I think, will either give them a hide or push them. Well, think- Lions is an interesting one because they could be – they could be top eight, yep. or they could be bottom four if things fall apart. Yeah, uh, where are they playing the Lions? Is yeah, it double one up? One? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, they don't have the double up against Gold Coast this year because they're playing Gold Coast over in. Uh, no, they're playing Saint uh, uh, Kilda over in. China. Oh right, yeah. Um, they should give them a hiding there because let's be honest, Saint Kilda probably defect. They'll stay there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think Brisbane. I'm tipping Brisbane in those in that double. They're rough. They're rough because uh, mm. I think everything Port does well, Brisbane does slightly better. Like, look at uh, they've got Lysette and Ryder. Stephen Martin's going to eat them both. Yeah, he will just cook them over over breakfast. Um, and then I think you know Port's got some good young lads. Brisbane's lads are a little bit younger, a little bit better. Yeah, their their running carry is really yeah. really good. Rainer um, Rainer versus um, Robbie Gray. I think that oh. I think Rainer's harder. Yeah, Rainer's more of a forward though, and you expect Robbie Gray to play forward or, or uh, mid. Mm, um, yeah. So they probably won't see each other all that much. Think, well, we'll be surprising about Rockcliffe though, because honestly, he didn't impress me much in 2018. See, no. the funny thing is, he did exactly what I thought he would, and uh, he was averaging you know 30 to 32 touches um, up at Brisbane, but there wasn't much quality up there, and somebody has to get the ball. Yeah, he, he's only a 20 to 25. Um, possession player, and that's what he came back to a little bit. But you know, first year in the new outfit, you, yeah, the, you'd hope you did better second year. It does take time to sort of integrate a new game plan, new game style, new teammates, or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I, I honestly, I thought I'd get a bit more out of him. Um, so, who's going to have a big year then for Port Adelaide this year? Uh, has to be Power Pepper. It has to be. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in the second year Blues, and I reckon he had a little bit of that this year. Yeah. So this is third year now. He, he can't be a impact player. He's got to be. He's got to be the next Ollie Wines. Well, he did have a bit of a distraction too, and there was some uh, shit going on. He was they t- 
touched up some chick at the Ramsgate or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's what um, it was. So he, he did have that going on in the background too, which will kind of distract a lad. Uh, having Jack Watts there would have helped him out. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> let him know how to handle that shit. But um, I, for whatever his off-field uh, character is like, on the field he's fucking great. Yes. He's super yeah. aggressive, not afraid of the physical stuff, and just has zero fear. When you get a young lad, because he's what, 21, 22? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, just no fear, backs himself, and you just love to watch it. Whoops. Um, I just want to see his game evolve as well. Like, obviously, yep. very young, and he's shown his talent, what his basic skill set is, but that has to evolve, otherwise, you get found out. Yep. So, I'd like to see what the preseason has uh, sort of what, what fruit he'll bear from a preseason of, you know, trying to fix up uh, some weaknesses in his game, uh, especially on the defensive end. But I, I think he's definitely got that, that talent to be able to get there. It's just a matter of whether he's yeah. managed properly. I do think he's a bit too intense at the moment. If he starts yeah, to yeah. get uh, a bit, like take a bit more time and actually hunt the delivery and try and pinpoint a player, yeah. there is a bit of Bergwijn about him. Like he can just have, look, at the moment he's got the pace oh. and he's got the power. He's far more physical than Bergwijn. Yeah, but if he sort of backs off a bit in the gym and spends a bit more time, <laughs> you know, well, watching game footage, he could he could develop into that sort of player. See, I go the other way. I reckon there's um, Dusty Martin in him. I yeah, reckon, so keep, I so. keep with the aggression, but you're right. The footy smarts have got to come on, and, yeah. and that's just years. You know, years yeah. in the system, years playing AFL. That you're going to naturally um, develop that, and if you mm. don't, you're not an AFL footballer. Yeah. I mean, although if this was ten years back, he'd be the next Byron Pickett. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, the next Byron Pickett won't ever play footy because <laughs> that game doesn't play anymore. The rules have changed slightly. Yeah, you can't um, can't kill people. I mean, geez. I've got yeah. uh, Ollie Wines down as well. Um, now he's. Had a bit of a mischief in the off season. Um, where is he out at a Chuka on the wakeboard or something like that? Yeah, that's right. He's yeah. done his shoulder, so he's going to miss round one or two, and he's been named the new co-captain. Yeah. Um, I love that the rumours go around that if he wasn't injured, he'd be solo captain. But anyway, you know the corn, corn, cane corns flog fucking comment when he's yeah, saying well, you shouldn't whatever. be able to have fun. Wasn't the controversy? It's the first time in the seven thousand year history of the club that the captain won't be wearing number one. Who gives a shit. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Well, apparently Jesus was a poor player. Cochin doesn't wear 17. He was the first to do that. Didn't matter. He won a premiership. It's yeah, all good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not into this lucky number stuff like that. No. But it seems to be you know, they start these traditions and then after a while they go, nah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, because I think it was at um, Collingwood. It used to be the captain wore number number one. And then they went, oh, Nathan Buckley's captain now. Five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, all right, uh, the captain wears number five now. And then Pendles goes, ten. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah, we don't give a shit. Whatever. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, whatever. Yeah, plus that way you can sell like extra Guernseys if you want the captain's <laughs> Guernsey. So it's economically makes sense. At least you don't have like a captain's armband or anything like that in soccer. That's kind of weird. Yeah, well, I mean, soccer it makes sense. It makes sense. I guess they're the ones that can argue with the Actually, umpire, right? They have it in the NBA yeah. too, don't they? With like uh, little C, a little C, C yeah. yeah. But again, they have multiple captains. And yeah, it means yeah. Nothing. there's yeah. only plenty, five on the fucking field anyway. Plenty of the captains are big C's anyway. They, they just get more leeway in talking to the referee, I believe, in contact. Um, I had down uh, young Zach Butters. Uh, hasn't played a game yet, but the, p- the potential for South Park related memes on Reddit <laughs> is just too so you, too mouthwatering to get him resist. In there. Yeah. Exactly right. Do you know anything else about him? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Oh, I, fair I, enough. I know his first name, Zach. <laughs> I'm going to get grounded. But I was just looking at it, like the ability to be sent to his room on bad games, and Reddit will have a fucking field day with this one. <laughs> well, he comes out as what's his name, Captain Bloody oh, what was Captain Chaos. Chaos, Captain no, Chaos, Professor yeah, Chaos, Professor, Professor Chaos. Chaos. Yeah. yeah. That'll be oh Mad Monday, <laughs> fuck yes! He I'll, must I'll have make him in. the costume and yeah. send it. Maybe he did it last year. I don't know. I've just first discovered this guy researching for this podcast. Yeah. Um. All right. So there. Have we got any more for the big year for Port? 
No. No. Uh, I put Lysak. I think you know he's going to spend a lot of time as the number one ruckman. Yeah. Um, and the new rules help genuine ruckman. Um, but who's on the outer? Who's in trouble? Who's on the chopping block? I got, I got two names. Well, it's got to be Jack Wash, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I don't think he's on the chopping block. I think he's <laughs> he's chopping something. He's yeah, he's chopping something up on that block. It's not him. Um, so uh, obviously he could just stay in for the popular popularity factor if it keeps on, you know, just going full wild just wild card. Get him to organise the end of year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he could endear himself to the Port Adelaide fans that it's a real easy sell just keep him on the list. He's cost them fuck all. Um, hopefully he plays a couple of games just for just for the sake of it. But um, I've put down Paddy Ryder as well, just yeah. purely because we know how good he is. But yeah. what is he? Thirty one now. Exactly. North it's like of prime prime window for St Kilda to pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just how many games is he going to play? Mm. Um, but he's a he's a world beater when he does play. But yeah, yeah like we said at the top, you're not going to get twenty two games out of him. No, unless you're deep in September and you've kept him on ice, he's he's no good. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the last one is the obvious one, Hinkley. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's been a long time. It is, and eventually the the pitchforks will turn towards the coach, yeah. uh, especially if they've run out of you know whipping boys in the squad. Which, if they endear themselves to Jack Watts through his debauchery, yeah, he's not going to be an easy target for the fans, and it might actually turn on Hinkley, especially with such a vocal president. Yeah, yeah. Mm. How many uh, former Port players are in the system at the moment in coaching? Hopefully none. Well, former Port players. I, I, what I, I want to I can see, think of a couple, but what, what I really want to see is uh, Kane Corns get the job. It's not going to happen. No, <laughs> I, I would just love it because yeah. you know, well, Corns and Koshy would be just you punching know, on. What would be hilarious? Because I'm pretty sure Chad Corns is uh, is a coach. Oh, he, he might be coaching the Port Magpies from, oh, from memory. I I will sign any. Uh, Get up petition that can get Chad Corns in that because for a start, Kane Corns have to shut the fuck up. It'd be he interesting. He won't yeah. be able to criticize the team because if he does, his dad will whoop him. Um, <laughs> That's very true. And then on the second part, <laughs> Koshy is going to have a whole fucking family after his ass. Um, so if Port Adelaide finish tenth again, um, and Koshy's not going to get quiet about it, yeah, I reckon it's going to come down to one of them has to go. Yeah, um, and Koshy's not going to run the go. Koshy's turned them around financially. Yeah, well, he's he's got the receipts. Yeah, and Hinkley, don't get me wrong. When Hinkley took over, Port were an absolute basket case. Yeah, on field yep. as well as off. Um, mm-hmm. And now they they went from you know a kick away from a grand final. Yeah. To you know, uh, three years later, saying, "Oh, remember when we were a kick away from a grand yeah. final?" Now that's a long time ago. Um, and they've cleared out a lot of players. They have got a new playing list in. Something better change. Yeah. If you can say, like, oh, I was kicked away from the grand final in 2000, whatever, no one gives a shit. Yeah. Like, you don't get, get merch for that. No. And, well, actually, maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> they, they rested on it for a while. All right. So, predictions then. Uh, we've all done our ladder predictors. Uh, where do you see um, the Port Adelaide Magpies, uh, Port Adelaide Power finishing uh, in 2019? Well, Knowing, Josh, that you put them. Uh, minor premiers last year. Well, you were the most optimistic, so I think we should start with yours. Yeah, you want to start with mine? I've still got them a 10th, which is where they finished this year. Um, um, so- uh, that's a rough draw, and I think objectively, uh, objectively, they've gotten worse through the trade period. Well, that's what I think too. I think their draw's harder, and their squad has lost a step. So They lost 5th and 6th, and they're best and fairest. Yeah, so I've got them 15th. Um, I think they're if, if they finish lower than 15th, it's rebuild time. Yeah, 
Oh, I think they finish 15th, it's rebuild time. Yeah, I, I think it's rebuild time for them. <laughs> I've got them finishing 14th. Uh, I think that there's just no... I don't see the avenue um, to beating those teams that have had better sort of... Uh, well, they're more stable. Something's got to go right. Seasons. Yeah. yeah. I think with the amount of changes there, it's not a year that I think they're going to hit the ground running. I think it's it's a rebuild year. That's what it should be. Yeah. I also think their star players, Ollie Wines, Robbie Gray, you can't build a team around. They need a, a third superstar that can actually be the core of that team. Well, and Paddy Ryder should be that star, but he's spending more time off the field than well, on. Yeah. Who would you say is their best hardball getter? Oh, Wines, without a doubt. Yeah. Who's helping him, though? Yeah. Like, Power Pepper? He's, he's coming into it, yeah. He's coming into it, but I mean, he is more the, the guy you want to bust packs. I mean, they, the thought Rock, they thought Rockliffe was that player, and they were mistaken. Well, I thought Robbie Gray can do that role. They just didn't put him in that role. They put him on the outer and put him up forward. Up forward so much. I thought that yeah. was that was a place where he excelled. Yeah. I, I still reckon Robbie Gray could win a Brownlow if he played as a midfielder rather than yeah, a midfield exactly. forward. Yeah. And he, uh, yeah, I know he can gun. kick goals. He kicked six goals in one game. Yeah. But... He can cut you up in the midfield so well because oh, he is one of those guys talented. that has a yep. great uh, first step. Like that acceleration from a standing start is brilliant for him. Yeah. Yep. And the ability to change direction and very hard to tackle. Um, yeah. One of the best football minds going around. And yeah. He sees the game two steps ahead of everyone else. Yeah. And I've said this, God knows how many times when we've reviewed Port Adelaide games, he thinks too fast for yep. his teammates. 100%. And, um, and the thing is, you're paying big bucks for big forwards up, up there. They've got to be the one kicking the goals. Yeah. Like, it's up to Gray to get the ball down to them. It's really unfortunate they need to push him forward and kick those goals because then it takes so much more out of the midfield than what they need to add to their already, you know, pretty pretty decent forward line. But it does show, though, that a lot of teams are going towards that now. You know, yeah. Robbie Gray won out in the goal square. Yeah. You, you'd love that. For sure. But, you know, and Richmond obviously do it with Dusty Martin. Um, yeah. Collingwood did it with uh, Dugowie. I blame Dangerfield. Yeah. Uh, Dangerfield as well did it um, more than once. Leg. Yeah, um, the difference is like, well, I'm going to speak for Richmond. It's Dusty that goes, I'm just going to go forward for a bit. Everyone, fuck off. Yeah, it's his call. Whereas Port Power needs someone to be able to kick goals, and so they say, Robbie, you go uh, up there. Yeah, I, I still believe that Robbie Gray should be spending ninety percent of your time in the midfield. Yeah, should, resting yes. up forward, not playing up forward. But anyway, um, so we've got a missing out on finals, all three of us. But yep. uh, you never know; we could be wrong. Yep, went through this whole podcast without mentioning uh, Scott's transports box, which we have just done. So <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Fuck that can't. Bye. Bye. Bye.